0: Welcome to Education Suspended, a podcast focused on exploring, engaging, and dialoguing with those in education who are passionate about changing the status quo and evolving the archaic system we have inherited. Education Suspended is a production of Intricate Roots Educational Consulting Services. Our editor and production manager is Katie Kunin. Our producer is Jamie Higa, and our music is provided by Poets Row. Hey everyone, welcome back to Education Suspended. Thanks for joining us. If this is the first time, we're excited to have you. And if you've been listening all along, a plus, you get a gold star for that. We are inching our way towards the end of November, which is crazy. It is Thanksgiving week. Native American Heritage Month ends soon. Hopefully, y'all can find some time this week to root yourself in some of your family traditions. Don't forget to breathe and ground yourself to the earth. I guess I realize I say this, that every episode we have an amazing guest, but I should be pretty clear that to date, this is my favorite guest. And yes, I have to say that because it's my mom. Today, we sit down with Joanne Pfeiffer. We call her Oma, um, so you'll hear us say that. I explain it a little bit in our intro. We actually interviewed my mom right when we started Education Suspended, but the sound quality was really bad, so it didn't work. So she was gracious enough to come over last minute and re record. And I always learned so much from her. It's a no brainer to me of the impact she's had and the eye opening reality you know, that family culture does play a lot in in molding who we become. She became a professor in 1958. And I just watched her for years, give and give as an educator. And in so many ways, she was ahead of her time. So it was such an honor to have her joining us. I should uh, be pretty transparent that I made two amateur mistakes in this recording. First off, we're in my basement, which where we, we are always in my basement when I record. But Quinn was really excited that she was over. So we've got kids and dogs coming in and out. I also not sure what was going through my mind as I was setting up, but I picked the oldest wooden chair that we had in the house for her to sit on. So you're going to hear a squeaky chair as we go through this. I also gave her some hot tea to drink. And fun fact, she's a loud sipper. So I tried to get as many of the sips out, but you might hear one um, along the way. Thanks for joining us. I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving week. Some of you have the whole week off. Some of you don't. Regardless, find some time for you. Sit back and enjoy Education Suspended with Joanne Pfeiffer, also known as OMA. OMA, welcome to Education Suspended.
1: Great to be here. (laughs)
0: Thank you for joining me last minute. So just to give everyone a little bit of where we're at. I was getting ready to edit our episode with my mom and the sound quality was really bad. So we are re-recording. For Grainer and I, when we started this journey of making this podcast, I think both of us were reflecting on what are are we, not what, who are we the most grateful for? The people that really influenced us and helped us get to where we are at in education. And at the same time, we both said our, our moms, which is why we want to interview my mom. So we're in my basement. We have... Quinn running in and out. We have dogs coming in and out, but it'll be a fun time. Wolf, wolf. (laughs) Wolf, wolf. So mom, we begin, and I know you've listened to a few episodes, but we begin all of our episodes the same. I'm going to have you introduce yourself to our listeners. I'd love for you to talk about what it is you did, and then I'd love for you to jump into... Reflecting on your own educational experience, reflecting on your own upbringing, was there any connection to how you got to be a college professor? So let's just start with you saying hello to everybody and introducing yourself.
1: Hello to all you brave listeners. (laughs) I am Joanne Pfeiffer, and I am a nurse who graduated with a bachelor's degree, went on to education and got a degree in education. And I'm a a healing touch practitioner, so I got a certification in healing touch. I think that says it.
0: Awesome. Today, we're going to focus on
1: your teaching.
0: Um, How long were you an educator?
1: Oh, I was an educator 50, 60 years. Where did you start? I started out in Wisconsin at Marquette University. When did you start teaching? What year? In the 50s. In the 50s, you taught Marquette.
0: If you wouldn't mind, I think one thing that stands out to me in regards to this generational impact is there was a pretty heavy emphasis in our household on education, going to school. You and I always joke, but I was never allowed to miss any classes. Where did that come from? What What was the the generational impact of your of your parents? What's the connection to how you got an education?
1: That's exactly right. That's how I grew up. I grew up in a home where... We rarely miss school. I remember in particular my high school. So I lived fairly close to the high school. And I remember clearly maybe the having the flu and staying at home with the flu. My mom always brought us cut toast and all that when we were ill. But I remember going, walking to school, and I was slightly weak. So I, I was recovering, but I was still somewhat weak. But that's kind of what I learned is when possible, you go to school.
0: Because the other piece that I find really interesting is just at that time for females in general, right, there was starting to be the societal shift of really entering the workforce and and possibilities. Did did your parents instill any sense of you
1: can do anything, right? That that there's there's Mm -hmm. no, nothing should hinder you. My father's famous quote, which I hear probably every day still in my life, is the sky's the limit. Hmm. And my father believed that women needed to have an education because you needed to be able to be independent. If necessary, you could still make a living for yourself.
0: Hmm. That's pretty uh, radical thinking at that time. When you think about your profession as an educator and reflect back on all that time spent, are there are there key lessons or takeaways that really have stuck with you in what? influenced you the most or what
1: well, I, I you do, aimed for? I do know that when I was in my three-year program, I was kind of a bit of a rebel. They almost thought maybe I should be leaving the program. They weren't sure I had the the poise. Maybe I could use that word to be a nurse. But at the time that this was all happening we got a new director of our nursing program. So the first one thought maybe I should be leaving and the second one wanted me to stay.
0: Why did the first one? Well,
1: the first one, I think I was just kind of a rebel. We had a flight of stairs coming from the second floor to the first floor of classrooms. And um, I'm sliding down the banister with a pencil (laughs) behind my ear. And so I think my pre the previous director found that almost scandalous, whereas the next director found that kind of interesting and maybe creative, or she found something valuable there.
0: Hmm. You know, with that second yes professor that you had, the yes. second person that saw your unique yes. How did that impact you then, as a professor with your own students, Sister Agreda? Sister Agreda, rest in peace, Sister Agreda. Yes, she <laughs> this, started you had, a you spark.
1: Had, I definitely realized that you had to have a a deep connection with the student. You had to have if you're going to make any kind of an impact with the student. But I think the holistic part came when I was able to realize that in order to prepare the student to become a nurse, I had to prepare them to take care of themselves because otherwise they'll never role model how to take care of other people and caring for yourself demanded the holistic approach
0: so i guess for those that might be listening that don't quite understand this holistic approach what really briefly mom very briefly what what do you mean by a holistic approach best to l- understanding your students
1: we had to the student had to understand the various parts of themselves so that they could be role modeling health role model holistic living whole health living. Okay. Give me some
0: examples of what might be, what might be included in someone's holistic lens on themselves.
1: What does that mean? We had them meditating. We had them exercising. We had them understanding proper food diet. We had them. And by um, them, you
0: mean your students? Yes. Interesting. This
1: was, this was a topic that we covered in class. Again,
0: you know, I just said it about your, your father my grandfather, who I never met, but that was kind of a radical view, right? Him, this sense of you as a woman, go my, out and do something
1: big. But and my then parents, here. my parents role modeled holistic living. Okay. So Exercises, Yeah, exercising with my father's biggie. Both of them had excellent diets and served excellent foods. My parents had that spirituality piece. They had relationships with our relatives. I would think I could get back to those 14 topics. And I think I saw some of that in my family.
0: For you, as the, as the educator, you thought it was important to teach that to your yep. students.
1: One day, myself and one of the other faculty said, wait a minute, we've got to put something in this curriculum here. We have to have something on holistic living because they role model to their clients. If they're not doing it, how can we expect their clients to do in it?
0: you know, this this podcast is not for nursing students, it's for teachers, but I could easily see the arguments made for what would be a benefit for teaching, you know, a third grader about holistic living. I think it'd be very powerful.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no reason why we should wait till somebody gets to college.
0: If you had a group of elementary school kids, what would you I take? would do
1: the same thing. In fact, I even when my daughter was, my youngest daughter, I don't, might've been you, but I think it was Julia. I begged her classroom teacher in fourth grade, please let me bring meditation into this, this group of students. And she agreed. And so then don't ask me how it turned out. But anyway, <laughs> I definitely wanted to bring meditation into those students. And we definitely had a yoga class. One of them, I don't think it was your group, it was Julia's. We had yoga after class. So I started bringing it into mm-hmm. her school.
0: You not only felt it was necessary to teach these students about this for themselves, but you also felt, you know, we talk quite a bit about modeling and mirroring that if they're going to be asked to do this out in the world, regardless of their profession, that they have to be able to do it.
1: Absolutely. And that would be all these teachers. I mean, how can you expect your students to live fully developing their own well-being if they're not doing it themselves? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Were there any other big takeaways from reflecting on your career?
1: I was very fortunate in working with other faculty who were all very, I call them like powerhouses. They all had so much talent. I learned so much in the job with my team, with my team of other faculty. I learned so much. I could go right down the list what I learned from each of them. I'd like to think we did a lot of teaching for each other while we were teaching. I grew up in this job and became richer, deeper, and I always knew I was pushing myself right to the edge. We helped each other a lot become mature teachers. Sounds like that you were very connected. We respected each other. To the other
0: educators around you.
1: We respected each other so much, and we went to each other because we all had our own area of expertise, and that's what we loved. We were comprehensive because we had a team. So you've talked about the holistic
0: lens. You've talked about the importance of really having consistent relationships and partnerships with yes, those that you yes, teach with. So much, so much. What Anything else that
1: really struck you as a, as a major takeaway from your career? Well, I did find myself, the further I got deeper into teaching, I was very interested more and more. I taught in mental health. I taught a variety of topics, but I've taught mental health a lot. And I was very interested in teaching how to reach the student when there was a mental illness that they had to understand and help clients that had this mental illness. And so I remember uh, using my um, creativity and coming to class, teaching schizophrenia for that class, mm-hmm. and bringing along with me uh, earphones and uh, connected with a, a CD, and on the CD was thoughts that a schizophrenic person would probably have throughout their day. So, I had a student volunteer while I was teaching the content to put on the earphones, and while I was presenting my topics, the earphones were showing, were uh, playing. She was hearing a voice. So, that in essence gave them insight into having the condition of schizophrenia, it's difficult for that person to follow what's going on around them because they have another voice that's talking. So that would be one example.
0: You had to find ways to reach the students. Is that what you would say? Like, How would you summarize that?
1: That's exactly right. How could they sit and read out of a textbook that clients have voices inside their head? How okay, could that okay. begin to stick with them? How could that begin to impact them? Yeah, since maybe in clinical the next week they're going to be working with the client with that. Yeah, I get it, how I get it. could they grasp it enough to know how to how to work with that client?
0: Okay. You found it important to think outside of the box and find absolutely ways to teach that.
1: that's a perfect word. thinking outside the box,
0: yeah. One of the things that Grainer and I talk about pretty regularly because of his, he, you know, he taught for over thirty years is that he always well, he shares that he felt the system, started shifting for him. And to some degree, his capacity to think outside the box was slowly taken away from him. Did you ever, did you start yes, experiencing that? I would that?
1: absolutely agree. I would absolutely agree. Because uh, I taught for 40 years and in that same college university, I had total responsibility of how I would teach. We had a lot of power, so to speak. As the years went on, there was more of a faculty curriculum committee that would have certain criteria about how the class will be taught, because of course a computer was coming in, how the computer would be used. And so Interesting. it kind of hot tied you to not be your creative self in yeah. the way you wanted to work with your topic. Your your you
0: okay so you felt that shift as well
1: i we, definitely we
0: had a, we have a surprise guest that just came into our office do you want to say hi to everybody hi. what's your name hi everybody you don't want to you don't okay well mommy and oma have to finish this recording we're almost done okay okay i love you we talk about it quite a bit on these episodes um, by the way, thanks listeners for that little detour. Quinn just popped in here. I, I think what breaks our heart is that one of one of the things that both of us love most about education and teaching is that it is it is an art, right? Educators Absolutely.
1: are so good at what they do. And Absolutely. so to find yourself in a system and, that stifles that, it just doesn't feel good. And can I just add yeah. what I think what's so valuable for our students is they would go in one class and the teacher had a way of presenting topics with this type of vocabulary or whatever things they would use everybody had their own style of teaching their Mm -hmm. own way of going about it and so of course not only the topic could be interesting but the way they presented yeah to me that was um an asset
0: yeah
1: a positive
0: and and I don't know if this is true, but would you say it was also an asset because you all were so interconnected as well that you, you kind of
1: knew what was coming down the yeah, road? Yeah, you
0: knew what was happening around you in the mm-hmm. other classes, and so you could.
1: And, yeah, and that's hard to do. Yeah, because everybody's so busy. But yeah. at least we had some idea.
0: Okay, Oma. So you've talked about the holistic lens. You talked about the partnership and connection yes. with teachers. Yes. You've talked about the need and the room that educators need to be given to think outside the box. Anything else that really, really impacted you as an educator?
1: I, I know when I first started my job, my boss, so to speak, the director of our program was probably the best one I could possibly find any place. Why? She, what was her name? Juanita. She role modeled so much humility. I mean, she almost sounds like a saint. Humility. Purpose of educating the students, having a voice, standing up for her her area, so she role modeled so many things. And had our backs, we actually got probably a salary that was above many of the other people in, in the university, yeah. which didn't have didn't last forever. But we did have at at the start of it. So she had a voice. She spoke up for what was needed, just her kindness and her generosity and her knowledge base. I mean, her role. Yeah. Well, I said she was a role model.
0: Well, and I think as we were preparing for this, the other big piece that, that stood out about your description of is you described her as a servant leader before servant leader, the term What's was even around. Yeah. That she kind well, of. That's, em-
1: that's exactly right. Emulated. She lifted us up. Yeah. And to me, that's servant leader. They lift up the people that they are ahead of, use that word. And that in itself says so much. And then we can do that with our students, lift them up and be the underpinning, so to speak, the essence. Yeah. I just want to add that I feel if you were to ask me, where could you have spent 40 years growing up? I would say, I don't know. If I look at where I was for 40 years, I would say that gave me so much to have the rich life. Teaching is so enriching because you're learning all the time. You're on the cutting edge all the time. And what an amazing way to live and to yeah. look through the lens of that. For those years, it was a heck of a job, <laughs> it was a big trip. But the payoff was so, in terms of growth and development for the teacher themselves, that's what I would say. I grew so yeah. much. yeah. I developed so much in that position. I can't fathom myself not having that exposure and way of being. Where else could it be? Is there another profession?
0: I don't know. Well, I think teaching in itself, and you've shared before different stories of meeting past students last week at some reunion
1: yeah they're still meeting it's just amazing yeah, these that, that graduated back in the
0: and you taught them in the 70s mm, 70s i know you, you taught them in the 70s and they're still meeting and they invite you and they to this mm-hmm. day still share about how impactful you were on well, them
1: a couple of them have did yeah
0: this. so i think that there's just something innate about the role of teaching because of how reciprocal and how rooted in relationship it is as an mm-hmm. educator you are literally helping the growth of another human and in turn you are also growing
1: and I still I just came back now from having lunch with two two of the faculty I taught with I mean we're still getting together Uh, it's enriching that would probably if I had to have one word maybe that wouldn't cover it all but it'd be a big one enriching it was so enriching
0: well Oma I am very grateful for what you gave me and taught me and I don't think it's a I don't think it's a coincidence that I have landed in education and even before that in social work, right? Like you were so in, impactful on that. So I, yeah,
1: you, you realize how much parents, what impact they well, have. You
0: you realize the, the generational impact mm-hmm. is huge and
1: how they absorb yeah, the children. Yeah. Absorbs. Yeah. I think my
0: work ethic, everything about that. And I mean, it was, and it was extra hard for you as a single mother, right?
1: Well, I'm just going to say, I hope you can take good care of yourselves. Yeah because I still miss the boat a little bit, but yeah, I had, a I had a beginning, but I do, I do because you'd be surprised
0: the power of taking care of yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a good lesson. And I think it's hard because the system doesn't always encourage that
1: boy. You got it. Were there yeah. things
0: that you did that? I mean, you were a single mom raising me and working full time. Were there things and sacrifices that you had well, to
1: make practice what I preached?
0: Yeah. You know, like, give me an example.
1: So I had to get exercise. I had to eat right. Hmm. I had to meditate. I had to develop my relationships the best I can. Yeah, I just go right down the list.
0: Yeah, I remember. It's funny you're talking. I remember when I was little. If you had not had time to exercise during the day, oh my gosh, you would just walk up and down the flight of stairs yes. for like twenty minutes. Yeah,
1: yeah, I did that too in yeah. the cold weather. Yeah, when it was weather was when it was cold. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for coming on Education Suspended, Mom. I love you. You've influenced me a lot. I'm sorry that Grainer's not here, but he also loves you. And uh, I'll see you in a few days well, again
1: for Thanksgiving. This is a great opportunity. And yeah. I love you too. And yeah. I can't imagine a more exciting daughter to have than you. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, everybody.
0: Hi, Connie. Are you joining us to say goodbye to everybody? Yeah. Okay. Look, this is the this is the microphone that Mama Zaza always talks in. And I'm talking with Oma right now. You want to say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. Yes. yes. Can you say, I I hope you have a great Thanksgiving? I hope you have a great great Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast.
0: Amen.